Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. This week, I'm continuing my conversation with Mrs. Heather Block. For me, what's cool is here we are on my podcast that Brandon is pseudo a guest on. And in reality, you and I have our own relationship that we could totally be talking about right now. Yeah. But I think even a couple years ago, I would have been nervous maybe even months ago, I would have been nervous to just have this conversation all center around Brandon because it's like, well, there's things outside of Brandon. However, the impact that he has made and what is being built into Cardone Ventures and the Mm -hmm. vision for where we're at in the future is like so wrapped in these experiences that we've had with different team members and that he's had that show true transformation. Yeah. And being able to talk to those things like Brandon isn't starting from scratch and we work so closely today, we we still work together. Um, Brandon works with Heather. I work Mm -hmm. with Heather. Mm -hmm. She's still an integral part of our team. But it's just so interesting to me that we can sit here and talk about Brandon because he's like this, I don't know, I get really proud of him sometimes. Mm -hmm. And your experience with how he's changed your life is such a reminder to me of who he is and how he makes all of these incredible things happen. It's such yeah. a it's a validator for me as like why I'm with this really awesome guy. That's amazing. Yeah. It should be. And it's in this age gap show. I remember my one of my couple first couple reactions or I'm sorry, interactions with you. Part of it I had this like whole shorts experience and then a couple years later we started working together again and I always knew that you were close to him. Mm-hmm. And I had heard kind of some of the stories just because the the company was fairly small, yeah. like 150 employees, maybe. Yeah, there was ish. no hiding anything. Yeah, like it no. would just come out. Yeah. So you were always this person. You do have a big personality. You do have this amazing presence. And I was like, oh, he's made this impact on her. How how else does he do this in ways that could impact me? And granted, it's been quite a few years since that happened. But you've like always been the shining example of ways and things that he does that are so smart but have really made it a change I don't know like Mm. I'm getting a little caught up because I feel like almost emotional about this just due to the fact that you are such a big advocate of him and still 11 years later you're such a big advocate of him like Mm. he's such a great person I think that people sometimes on this show I'm a little bossy. People think that like I'm either bossy or I Mm, come across mm -hmm. in like this very strong way, but you've only seen him in a way where he's commanding that. That's right. And they don't like, people don't get to see this amazing side of Brandon that has really Mm. transformed people. That actually is a really good point. Um, It's, yes. So they see his business Brandon side. Yeah. But there is this, very personal heartfelt side of him mm-hmm. that he re- that this vulnerability that until very very recently he did not share with anybody outside of his inner circle yep he's very he was very protective of that and he does not trust easily Mm-mm. and it doesn't just give trust like you have to i'll just say it you have to prove that you're trustworthy yes. for him to bring you in and allow you to be a part of that and so that's and that and for me one of my core values is trust. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, it probably is my number one core value, which leads to then loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that about myself. And I think that once someone gives me trust like that, I'm I'm not breaking that mm-hmm. right. Like that for me is is important. So when when he 
started opening up that trust side and I got to be a part of those types of things and see behind the curtain, right? He's this lovable guy that his vision really is to help people to change lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are together as a couple going out there to achieve these things together. It's, it's legit. Right. And so for me, like to be a part of that is something it's, it's highly impactful for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's, it's what I want to be doing too. I, it, it, it resonates with me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel connected to mm -hmm. that. Right. And he doesn't, and, and he doesn't, he hadn't done that with a lot of people. People mm -hmm. don't see that side of him. Mm -mm. They see this business side. They do. And with some of this podcast, they're able to see the relationship yeah. side, yeah. but there is this intersection between the business and the relationship with certain people that he just loves. Yeah that don't happen to be me and mm -hmm. where he's not in this rigid structure that is just, I, I think it's so different compared to a lot of the personalities that are out there today. Yeah. When Brandon and I first started trying to find a Grant Cardone or whoever it was that was going to be his next, Brandon's next level of development, uh, it's it was so easy to get caught up in all of these. And I went on this rant with you earlier, maybe it was earlier today or yesterday, where it just frustrates me so much that there are people out there who pretend like they know what they're talking about, but don't really have a track record of creating that. Yes. And you are this living, breathing example of Brandon has this 11 year relationship with you and you've seen him through all these cycles. Mm -hmm. Has he made bad decisions? Of course, has he made great decisions? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you're still such a like strong advocate of just everything that he does and where he's trying to go and yeah. take this next level well, or take this next round. I appreciate you noticing that. And I and I think it's because of his ability to sit back and say, like, I messed this up or I didn't do that right. Mm -hmm. Or every time he tells his story, the reason he's gotten better or gotten to the next level is because of some kind of failure or not a failure, but in self-reflection where he looks back and he's like, I'm not going to do those things again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the good things next. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and then he, it's like, he forgives himself for that. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a powerful lesson for yes. anyone is like, could have, should have, would have stuff doesn't matter. It's like, okay, well don't do that again. Yeah. Cause that's all we can control. And so that vulnerability for him to admit that stuff, that's another thing that I'm connected to. Like, right. That's a, it's a core value thing. One of the things that while he's doing this, you and I have talked about quite a few times is the ability to be confident in the moment of saying something because mm -hmm. you're creating whatever that thing is, but have the humility on the back end. If you were wrong to say I was wrong without losing your confidence in the future. Yeah. Like most people either can't, they, they fall apart because they can't admit that they were wrong. Well, they can't even be confident to begin with. Like they can't stay yeah. with confidence, with complete confidence. Then they can't have the humility and then they can't get that confidence back to go into a new thing. And mm -hmm. you, you embody that. The whole team now has like seen this example and we move forward in a way where all of our relationships all of our work looks different just because of that example. Yes. And I, to me, what comes to mind when you say that is ego, mm. right? Like ego. And I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts recently about ego and that just get rid of it. It's, it's, it mm. just, who cares, right? Like, let's just move like, again. It's the moving forward thing. Right. And I still struggle with my ego mm. big time. I mean, just because, you know, that tried that transition happened with Brandon, you know, almost a decade ago doesn't mean I, yeah, it doesn't mean I don't still battle my ego. It's just kind of 
just it's part of my personality how I was born it's just to be kind of high self-oriented and think of myself first that's a lot of everybody does though I don't think everybody you don't think everybody struggles with ego at some point yes I I do think everyone can struggle with it at some point but I think some more than others based upon how personalities or are formed or the environments that they're in or what's caused them to think or feel a certain way yeah, self-awareness, as you know, that's my, my one of my most favorite things. And I think people with low self-awareness, yes, will have a higher ego than, and this is me just throwing that, my opinion, opinion out there. Opinion alert. Uh, opinion alert, uh, that I do think that um, low self-awareness is a much higher ego, right? Because if you know what you can control from a self-awareness standpoint, that it's just your emotions and your, and your reactions to things, then it's easier to, to, to separate, like, this is happening to me when in, in essence it's not happening to you you're just reacting to it a certain way how do you deal with people who have low self-awareness it drives me freaking nuts yeah that's a great question it is well coming from an ego standpoint uh it's really hard for me <laughs> it is because it's it, you know but then i also i have to self-talk to myself and say like okay well have they been educated do they even know what really what self-awareness is about do they understand who they are do they really do they know if they don't know kind of have to just like sit back and go well it's unfortunate and for me sometimes it's kind of an ignorance thing right Mm -hmm. and that's ignorance isn't necessarily i'm not saying someone's stupid i'm just saying they just don't know Mm -hmm. they don't know what they don't know Mm -hmm. in which case we don't have a lot in common Mm -hmm. uh if they want to ask me some questions i might give some but we're not really going to probably have much engagement because i want to go i want to go engage with people who are at my level of self-awareness or higher so I can, someone I'm striving to be, mm-hmm. right? Someone that I can, that I'm looking for from a mentor standpoint, right? That, that's where I want to focus the majority of my attention. How do you identify if somebody has low self-awareness? Like what are the t- key triggers? Yeah, um, a lot of I statements. Mm. Uh, when people are, you know, really focused on how this is, this is uh, how I feel or I think this and I'm, you know, how this is happening to me, mm. right? Like. And, and I'm really upset because of this is how, you know, I think, right? Um, or in absolutes, you know, when it comes to other people. That's where I'm like, uh, we, is that is that the truth? Is that is that really how it is? Is that really reality? Or is that how you just feel? Do you ask people those questions mm-hmm. in order to get them out of there? Because how do you train yeah. self-awareness? I know that's a big topic mm. in podcasts, yeah. leadership content. It's like, what... It, what it, what is the trigger for somebody to realize that they don't have a yeah. high level of self-awareness because they're not even aware enough to know that they're yeah. not aware? It's a great question. Um, I If I'm engaging with someone in that moment, I will ask similar questions like, so is that is that fact? Is that opinion? Do you, do you, do you just feel that way or did, did you experience that? And then is that why you feel that way? Like mm-hmm. I do a lot of ask about their feelings mm-hmm. because if they f- just feel that it's a certain way, mm-hmm. sometimes I can ask a few more questions, but I have to be careful because I can get really passive aggressive. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So, I've never <laughs> seen you be passive aggressive. Like I got, I got high self-awareness. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't be. Damn it. I have Ooh. high self-awareness. Ugh. I am so I, It's about me and my awareness. <laughs> No, but it, yeah, my ego could come out. So it, it, it's, and and then you can gauge whether somebody's open mm. to the next, I guess I would call it a phase of the conversation, which is talking about, have you ever done a personality test or do you know your, you know your personality? I don't, actually, no, I don't. I don't say that. I do not say that, by the way. I, I, we'll I, cut I like, that out. No, I like kidding. the idea of saying that, though. No, but it's, 
I, I'm trying to think of how I do it, but I, 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 I do kind of morph somehow the conversation into just understanding what they know about themselves because it helps me to communicate with them. Yeah. And I can typically tell if somebody's very, you know, I, the disc profile is something I very much love and I can tell if they're being direct or not, if they're being more people oriented, if they want to talk about themselves or ask me questions mm-hmm. or do they just want to ask me why questions and, and try to, we're trying to, and they're trying to get to the root of like what I'm trying to say. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's personality types that then I can tailor my, my communication around. So I don't have a real good answer for what you're. No, what I think I think that is me. no, I think that is a really good answer because it's like what I tend to get dismissive as soon as mm. I realize that somebody isn't self-aware because I don't normally think it's my job to try to make somebody more aware. Like yeah. there's something else in their world that will allow that change to happen. Yeah, and I don't know that that's a good thing. That is also an opinion. Opinion alert. <laughs> opinion alert. <laughs> but I, I I think I do tend to be more dismissive. It's also something that's very fascinating to me, though, mm-hmm. because if people were more self-aware, I think there would be more opportunities that <sighs> would come to them. We're hiring at Cardone Ventures. Yes. We want more people who are self-aware, who want to learn quickly, not have everything already figured yeah. out prior to coming on board. Yes. But sussing out whether or not somebody is self-aware is a hard thing to do. And if we could figure out the magic bullet for making them a person more self-aware, yeah. we could hire more easily. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And so it's this notion of if everybody understood that when you point the finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yes. Like imagine a world where everyone just thought, oh, it's my fault. Yeah. If everybody was like, no, that's my fault. Yeah. That's my fault. On me. We'd be, we'd be Canada. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have free healthcare and uh yeah, anyway. It's all on me. <laughs> no, but really, if if everybody thought that way where they just took responsibility for mm-hmm. how they're reacting to something, oh, I shouldn't have thought like that or mm-hmm. I shouldn't have reacted that way, right? That's honestly, that's self-awareness 101. Mm-hmm. I am going to toot my own horn here for a second. Toot toot. I am very good at knowing when something is my fault, even if it's only 5% my fault and 95%. Let's talk about Brandon here for a second. Like this comes back to relationships. Like he and I also have an interesting dynamic because we work together. You see us work together. Mm -hmm. And when he is very specific about something, this isn't exactly a a work context, but yesterday there was a situation that was happening with our house being built and he wanted all this information and didn't want to approve something that I clearly said needed to be approved because I thought he didn't have the right information, but he thought I didn't have the right information. So we went through this whole thing and it was easy for me to be self-aware enough to say, okay, I'm just not going to get mad about this situation because... 5% 5% is my fault. I could have explained this or diagrammed it or mm. whatever. And that allows me to just let the situation go. However, even though I feel like I'm very good at this, I still need like 10 minutes just to cool off. Like I need a 10 minute separation. As soon as some issue happens, it's 5% my fault, 95% his fault or anybody else's to just like separate myself and move forward. Yes. And it's a coping mechanism because if you continue to get in the conversation, yeah. Then all of a sudden your self-awareness, even though you're aware that three fingers are pointing back at you, you're still like, but you were still 95% wrong. It's 95. <laughs> I was five. But 
okay, 10 minutes, the 5% was still something I could do different. But that's self-awareness right there. What you just said, you know what you need to do to remove yourself from a situation to keep Mm -hmm. it from escalating further. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it was only 1% wrong, you're still, you're right. That's something you would do. You would say, I just, I need a few. And that is something that I will say, whether I get to, I'll say the pleasure of uh, being witness to is when you and Brandon, I shoot, I think this podcast has been witness to, you know, you guys, when you get into it, uh-huh. um, you guys can quickly get out of it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that there's like, like you let, he lets you be you, you let him be him yep. and you guys get through it. And then you know what? We're moving forward. You know, it's interesting as you say that I think about the moments that we have our issues. The only time an issue carries forward mm-hmm. is when both of us aren't acting from a self-aware place where we don't take responsibility because it deeply bothers me to think that I could be with somebody who isn't self-aware. Mm. It's never the issue. It's never whatever it is that we're bickering about or the thing. It's always Mm-hmm. holy shit, am I actually with somebody who doesn't understand that 5%, like just claim the 5%. I just need that. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like, that's a huge, that's a core value um, misstep to me if we can't be both self-aware. Never the issue though. I think that's, I think you're kind of nailing the root of all relationships. Mm. It's taking ownership and accountability for your own shit, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. people who are happy, if you think, if you, if you really, anyone out there who has a happy relationship, you think about why you might be happy. I'll, t- I'll speak from my perspective is because of that very thing you just said. It's like, mm-hmm. we can take ownership for our own stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is how I contributed to something great. And then the other person like Nate, my husband will say, yep, this is what I did. I'm taking ownership for it. We don't sit there and say, you should have done this differently or you should have done that better. No, we just say, okay, well, we're self-aware we get past it yep. and then we move forward because, okay, what's our next, where are we going now? What, where are we going to try to, what are we trying to achieve? Yeah. So because if the you other person do well. doesn't acknowledge that it's a problem, the fear then becomes, well, how many times is this going to repeat? And It'll can perpetuate. I actually deal with that repetition? Yeah. And that's where resentment yeah. finds its place. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause then, cause then it's like, well, if they're not going to take responsibility and I've said it time and time again, I'm just going to like push it down or just stop talking about it. And then you have the permission oh. to do yes things that you, you wouldn't, wouldn't do normally if do. You weren't pissed at the other person because they get this free reign. So I'm going to get this. And then it's just like everything is stacking up against each other. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's pettiness. Mm-hmm. But you guys are really good at owning up. I mean, yeah, you might at the in the moments be like you need to do this or you need to do that but then you guys are good you'll be like i'm like brandon i can see him on the mic right now being like i'm sorry i'm sorry uh can do you I sing to you oh yeah see that's that's as good he's really good at the whole you love like, that though yeah he because it just that. yeah he knows diffuses it you. diffuses me mm-hmm. instantly yeah when he's cute he was really <laughs> cute this morning he was so sleepy oh, he was just like geez. a little tiny bear snoring away. i was gonna say a little snoring oh. bear <sighs> Just, just very cutely though. It was very cute, um, and he didn't do anything because there was nothing to have done by yeah. the time I left at seven o'clock this morning. Yeah, you were very on time this morning. Yeah, he didn't fuck anything up. <laughs> just kidding, babe. I love you. I love you too. Remember, that I love you too. What should people, or what would you want people to know about Brandon or Will or me? Mm. Like, like, can we have like Where's a quick Will? dish set set session sesh? Spill the dish. dish? Wait, dish. Do we sesh, dish it out? Dish a dish, a, oh, that's oh, so hard to say. A dish sesh. Dish, say it. 
dish sesh. No, no, but you said it really slow that time. Oh, dish sesh. Yeah, dish see, it doesn't, it, it, it's real hard. <laughs> dish sesh. Okay, no, let's have a dish sesh. Yeah, what, um, if you were to I? dish anything, like dish. You, have, you have a moment to dish. I don't want, but doesn't dish mean like gossip? I don't want to gossip. I don't. No, what should people know okay. that only you know about Will or Brandon? You can, you're not oh. allowed to say anything about me because it's Well, people might show. not know this. There's been subtle hints about you with this and oh. Will. Wing lovers. Like wing lovers. hard chicken wing lovers. Wing lovers for like, life. I don't think people understand how many wings you can put away. Oh. And and that you, there there is no pride. You, mm. no shame, or no shame, is that what it is? Basically, all the above. she gets into it. Mm. She is not afraid to get all her nails over. dirty on her face, whatever. Like, you love yourself some wings. I do love myself some wings. And not just fancy wings. I want to also clarify. None of that fancy she'll stuff. She'll eat some buffalo wild wings, like, right now. We could go right after this, and oh. you would be down. Oh, I'd be so excited. You know, That'd except, probably be the highlight of my day. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And then Will, so that that's the other thing, Will... Okay, so chicken wings is part of it because he loves Bellagio's chicken wings. Double but, cooked. But right? Will is a grill master. He cooks everything on his barbecue. Like, I don't even know why they have a stove. Bacon on the barbecue, he will get Bellagio chicken wings and then crisp them up on the barbecue. I never knew this. They're so freaking amazing. Uh, fries. He has a basket that he does on his grill and he does his fries and they they're, they become crispy like they were fried in oil. Like the guy does all the things. Why everything. has he never brought me fries? Is what I want to know. We should ask him. Or wings. Never I don't brought know. me. Actually, well, technically mm. brought the wings the one time, but it was only because Buffalo Wild Wings. D- yeah, canceled your canceled. Uber order. Yeah. <laughs> like there, whatever. It's, it's never out of love. Like you get chicken wings out of love all <laughs> the time. He did get no a bottle of champagne well. the other day. Yo. So yeah, he's. And why did he do that? Because we hit 10,000 downloads. Woo! Congratulations. And Will is such a trooper on this. It is funny to me that I asked for a dish sesh, sesh? and you literally start talking about food, like we're yeah, dishing something. Oh, that's true. Let's a- see. Any other? Any I know, dish, guys. It's dish? hard with Brandon, right? Like, what? I I will just, to make it kind of actually sweet about Brandon, like, he he does have an absolutely adorably sweet side. Oh, yeah, he does. And he, you know, and... um. I love his hugs. He's a great hugger when he's he goes in for the hug, hug. Oh, and, and little the little smooch on the cheek, like especially when he's shaven. <laughs> I don't notice that, by the way. But <laughs> when, oh wait, he kisses you on the cheek, or you yeah, kiss no. him on the cheek? No, he kisses me. I don't. Yeah, he kisses me oh, on the cheek. You don't, I don't kiss him on. I guess no. That would I be make weird. the like you know that I make the side, and he and he kisses me on the cheek, and but, I love that. But you you feel the soft face. Have you ever I touched his I'm, face? No. Okay, this needs to happen because. <laughs> He has the softest face, Aww. like the softest face. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that skin is like washed, moisturized, serumed. He what has he softer face than, a softer face than I do. And Aww. I pay a lot of money for these products on my face. <laughs> and he doesn't do shit. And his face is so soft. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank yes. you for being a guest on the Age Gap Realness mm-hmm. podcast. I'm looking forward to having you back. I'm looking forward to it as well. So I can actually prepare and do my hair. Mm, well, you know, I like to catch people off guard. Literally. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. This was this, No, this, this was an impromptu idea. This was fun. This was really fun and I, I appreciate you having me. Should we like coffee cheers? I feel like we're supposed Heck to coffee yes. cheers. Cheers. Is it like boomerang style? <laughs> That's probably gonna look really lame. I know. <laughs> Until next week, you guys, have an amazing day, week, year. 
wife, all of the above. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>